0: Hello listeners, it's Susan, and I'm here with the first edition of a new feature here on Divorce and Beyond. It's called Headline Roundup. So monthly, I'm going to be taking some of the top stories about divorce, parenting, relationships, and more from the recent headlines and sharing some insights on what we can learn from these stories that will help you through your journey through divorce. And beyond. So let's dive into the January roundup. Um, So the first case I wanted to touch on was um, you saw it all over the news at the end of 2021, in at the end of December, right? Like in the middle of the heat of the holidays. Um, There were little headlines about the finalization of the divorce of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver. Um, And it was a big surprise to a lot of people because they split up 10 years ago when the whole scandal happened with Arnold um, having an affair with the housekeeper who subsequently had a baby who looks so remarkably like him. It's hard to imagine how no one knew. that that had happened. But anyway, I digress. Um, but it was interesting because so many people were surprised um, about the announcement that that divorce was finally brought to a conclusion and actually went to judgment in December. So a couple of things I wanted to highlight about that. First off, I suspect the timing of that announcement, as I said, in the heat of the holidays, was likely no coincidence. There were probably um, a variety of circumstances that led to that decision because frankly, when that paperwork gets filed is a decision. Um, It was filed with an agreement, meaning the parties had agreed on everything that they were dividing in their property settlement, et cetera. And probably another thing they agreed upon was the timing of the filing. And one reason why often celebrities or high profile divorces get filed um, on a Friday at the end of the day or um, during a hot, heavy news cycle where something's going on in the world uh, that might detract from the, the the breaking news of this divorce filing, or like this one, during the holidays when many people are too busy to be paying attention to what's going on in the headlines, things will get filed. Um, so I wasn't actually very surprised to see the timing of that. Um, in fact, another aspect that plays into it, and this is for anyone, whether you're a celebrity, uh, billionaire, or you know any of the high profile divorces that are in the headlines or not, you also will often see divorces get filed in December at the end of a tax year, or in January at the beginning of the next tax year in order to maximize um, or minimize the tax consequences of the divorce filing Uh, because you are going from married filing jointly to filing as single in most cases. And so often there will be some considerations um, that the parties can take into Um, their thought process as they make the decision on when they're going to actually finalize the divorce. Um, And I will say, you know, it's really common if a couple reaches an agreement, say in September, um, that they will actually sign everything and get it all ready to go, but will wait till January to file. In fact, divorce attorneys, um, especially before the tax code change that made alimony no longer deductible. Um, But before that, often we would hold the papers until the first week of January and then file for the the final dissolution at that time so that the parties could file married filing uh, jointly for that prior tax year. Just one quick note, it's your tax status Um, your marital status, I'm sorry, your marital status on December 31st of a year that determines your your filing status. Um, So those were some of the issues that I thought would be good to pull out of that. But another issue was, hey, you know, they were separated for 10 years. Why even file for divorce at all? Um, and you know, there's a myriad of reasons and we'll probably never know exactly what happened for Arnold and Maria. They are relatively private about the circumstances around their divorce. But uh, in my experience, one of the things that we will often see when either the parties are living separately, but are still legally married or even when they've gone through a legal separation rather than uh, an actual divorce, is that at some point in time, one of the parties usually is going to want to move forward with their lives um, in a fashion that allows them to be single, or allows them to remarry. Um, And in fact, I did read some news reports that Arnold and his long time, I mean, he has had uh, reportedly a girlfriend since pretty much, you know, the breakup of this marriage, an almost 10-year relationship, and that relationship is ready to move to the next level. So that may have something as well to do. But it's important to note that, you know, often um, things may just sort of settle into a place where, well, we're still married, but we're separate. We're going to let this go. Almost always, sooner or later, one of the parties is going to hit the point where they want to move it forward. So that's Maria and Arnold. Um, There is a more recent and and more upsetting or more dramatic case that recently hit the news. In fact, just in the past week or so, uh, there were reports of the recent domestic violence arrest of um, involving country music star Sarah Evans' estranged husband, who's a former NFL player and sportcaster, Jay Barker. Um, the reports indicate that Barker was arrested and charged with, um, and this is pretty big, uh, felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Um, he was arrested, uh, taken to jail, and he was placed on a 12 hour domestic violence hold, um, which is something that is required under the law in Tennessee. Um, Personally, it's something that many states have, and I think all states should have, Um, often when there's a domestic violence uh, arrest, when the person is bonded out immediately or is released on their own recognizance or whatever, um, there's a a very high chance in the heat of the moment that there's going to be an additional uh, domestic violence incident. Um, So I wanted to talk about this one because You know, reportedly what happened, this is what you read in the news anyway, is that Barker was in the driveway of the home that he had shared with Evans. He went backwards at a very high rate of speed and allegedly tried to hit the car that Sarah Evans was a passenger in that was entering the driveway. Um, So first off, it's interesting to note for this couple that they actually had separated quite some time ago. Um, In fact, Evans filed for divorce back in August, um, and I don't recall seeing any news reports, couldn't find any. So it kind of was going along under the radar until obviously this sensational incident happened Uh, one thing that pops out at me is that it's actually kind of um unusual to see a domestic violence incident this far along into the divorce process Um, usually we see them not that there's any set schedule to these things obviously not but really the most dangerous time for domestic violence is statistically when the parties are separating, when um, somebody is trying to leave an abusive relationship. And I say that, I'm not saying that there was domestic violence in this relationship, but where there's one incidence of domestic violence, if this happened, there's often a history of domestic violence between the couple. So I'm talking generally, not about Sarah Evans and Jay Barker in particular. Um, but so it is interesting that you, that they are this far along in the divorce process, what, uh, five, six months, um, yet this incident just reportedly happened. Um, so it will be um, an interesting thing to see how this unfolds as the prosecution of the no- domestic violence case goes forward. So keep in mind, you know, they have a divorce case going on. That is one case, and it very certainly can be impacted by the domestic violence incident and criminal case. But the criminal case is, you know, State of Tennessee versus Barker. It's not Sarah Evans versus uh, Jay Barker. So that case is going to move forward. And another unusual aspect about this case is that there are three reported witnesses to the incident. So there's the driver of the car that Sarah Evans was in when this happened, as well as reportedly two other corroborating witnesses. And that's significant uh, because usually these things turn out to be he said, she said, or he said, he said, she said, she said. But they are often um, perpetrated. Domestic violence is often perpetrated when couples are alone um, and not in a public situation. So it's unusual. that there are people who are present and able to give witness and testify about actually what happened uh, right in that moment. Um, That's actually going to cause, I think, some problems for Jay Barker um, because at least the reports that I read made it sound like they all are pretty consistent in what they had to say about what happened. Um, And the fact that he was arrested that he was placed on the DV hold, 12-hour hold, indicates that the reporting officer or officers felt that there was enough evidence there to make that arrest and put the hold on. So we'll follow that as it unfolds, but I do want to, as always, say that if you are um, in an instance of domestic violence, you should immediately reach out for help. Um, If you and your children are in a dangerous place, find your local domestic violence shelter, uh, women's shelter, The National Domestic Violence um, Hotline is always available. People are there 24-7. I will put the information in the show notes. I have um, a really good episode with my friend and colleague, Attorney Uzwa Khan, um, on how to get a restraining order and other issues. Um, So please look that episode up if it's of help to you. Um, So moving to our third case, and this week it turns, or this month, it turns out they're all really sort of celebrity divorces or split ups. Um, Those are the ones that are so often reported on. But the next one I did want to highlight, and this is going back to maybe a more positive approach to divorce is the recent announcement of the breakup of uh, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. Um, I believe they've been married for five years. They've been together for 16 years. They have two young children together. And, um, I, you know, who knows, I'm not even going to, you know, talk about the fact that their marriage, uh, has reportedly ended and they've decided to divorce. What I wanted to highlight was the joint statement that they released and they released it to Instagram. They did it together. Um, and I'm just going to, I'm going to read it because I want, um, I, I felt it was significant. So. We have all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding and our family is no exception, feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring. And so we share our family news that we are parting in ways in marriage. We share this not because we think it's newsworthy, but so that as we go about our lives, we may do so with dignity and honesty. The love between us carries on, evolving in ways it wishes to be known and lived. We free each other to be who we are learning to become. And they ended that announcement with a note to their children. um, Our devotion unwavering to this sacred life and our children, teaching our children what's possible, living the prayer, may love prevail. Um, And whatever you may think um, about celebrities, and I will say, right, they have um, entire teams in place who craft these statements. I don't know who, you know, wrote this, but, you know, there's always, you know, behind celebrities and and high profile marriages and divorces, there's a team in place usually doing um, messaging control. But... I think that there's a great deal of power in putting out to the world a joint message of positivity and child-centeredness. It's an intention setting. It is something that you and your spouse craft together and put out to the world um, on how you and your spouse are going to approach this divorce and how you're going to Uh, put your children in the center. It's making a promise to each other, a promise to your children, and a promise to the world at large that this is how you two intend to go forward. Um, And then that intention setting is something that you will be able to revisit when the, the going gets tough and it will, you know, there's, there's bumps in the road for every divorce, um, every couple going through a separation, uh, trying to co-parent in this new world that they find themselves in. And so I think that this is an exercise that it, it's, it's worthwhile to sit down and think about the messaging you're putting out, because whether you are rich and famous and putting it out there to the world, in a press release like this one, or whether you're announcing it on Facebook to friends and family, or whether you're having a discussion with, you know, the people in your immediate orbit. Um, You are very publicly putting your messaging out there. Uh, The best thing for your kids, honestly, is if you can do that together. There's great power in it. Um, In fact, I do want to mention that I, you know, there are several episodes Uh, in the Divorce and Beyond archive with my friend um, and parenting expert, Christina McGee. And they're all sort of centered on that topic of having your children at the center, not the middle of your divorce. Um, There's one episode that recently came out about Uh, how to co-parent while you're still living together in the same house, but going through divorce. There's another one on how to create a parenting plan that works for your kids. There's one on how to tell your kids you're getting a divorce. Um, So great resources out there if there's something about this particular news story that resonates for you. And then I'm going to move on to our final story. Um, And, you know, it's almost impossible these days to look at the headlines and not in some way uh, find a story about Kim and Kanye's divorce. The Kardashian West divorce is ongoing. Um, The fascination that the world seems to have with them is ongoing. And recently in this past week, a story broke uh, about their daughter Chicago's birthday party. Uh, Kanye recently claimed that he was first not invited to the party that Kim and the Kardashians were throwing for Chicago's fourth birthday party, um, and then that when he did come, try to come to the party, he was blocked from entering because Pete Davidson, Kim's current um boyfriend, I'm not sure what to call person she's dating, uh, was in the home. And Kanye released this in a video to celebrity news outlet TMZ, which of course was guaranteed to get maximum exposure. Um, So let's first just unpack a couple of things here. Um, Kim claims that this came as a complete shock and surprise to her, according to reports, that there was always a plan to have two separate parties, um, that Kanye is never blocked from coming over, um, and in fact that Pete, uh, has not met her kids, was not at the house, and, and, you know, that there's, there's some misinformation here. First and most importantly... The public airing of your parental issues, as Kanye did here, and I'm just going to call it out because he's the one who put that message out there to TMZ. That is bad bad operating procedure. You are publicly airing your dirty laundry for the world to hear or for your Facebook family to hear or whoever you're trash talking your ex to and it is going to trickle down to your kids. That is just a fact. So if you think that it will make you feel better in the moment to trash talk your ex and talk about your co-parenting difficulties in public, whether you're Kanye West or you're Joe or Josephine Schmo, um, I encourage you to think twice about that. This does not play well for your kids, and frankly, it's not going to play well if your parenting is ever put under a microscope. And if there's ever a time in life when your parenting will be put under a microscope, it's well you're going through a divorce. So doing something like this, sorry, not a very good idea. Second, um You know, the fact that there were two birthday parties planned or allegedly were two birthday parties planned is really common. Um, Divorcing families very often do not have those joint parties. Can you do that? Absolutely. Should you do it? Yes. If everyone is going to be able to maintain a low level of conflict and an amicable demeanor. If that was not going to be possible, or if it was just better, and even if it's just one parent who thinks it's better to do it separately, that means it's better to do it separately. Um, And so there should be some understanding and parameters about that. So one tip to you all out there is to talk about how you want to handle these things. And this is, you know, I think another interesting thing about this Kim and Kanye situation is they seem to have been co-parenting along fairly well. It's my perception that as this new relationship with Pete Davidson has gone public and has started to seem to heat up, it has brought about a great deal of reaction on the part of Kanye. Um, very often people will remain amicable until the advent of a new third party in one of the people's lives. And then you start to things, see things going off the rails. So understand that that can happen. So although you may have the ability to co-parent peacefully right now, unfortunately it doesn't always mean that's going to be what will happen and you need to sort of have an understanding in place of what will happen if things start to go a little bit off the rails. And that's, you know, my last point here is Kim has come out and said that she's asked Kanye to put more structure around their parenting plan. So I'm going to make an assumption that they have kind of that loosey-goosey plan as as I use that legal phrase to talk about it. Um, loosey-goosey plans are like, you know, one of the parents, the kid shall be primarily with this parent, but the party shall co-parent at times to be agreed upon uh, as they go along between mom and dad or mom and mom and dad and dad. That sounds great and very often it works well people are getting along. But the problem is, is when there's something that happens and they're not getting along or they don't agree, there is no default plan in place. Um, It doesn't say specifically in your agreement where the kids will be or what will happen when something happens. So I always suggest taking the time to craft, a set with times, dates, etc., a plan that at least can be your fallback. You can always have that plan in place and then when you need to make changes, you can agree to make changes. But importantly, if you can't agree to change, there's something in place that has to be followed. And I think that's important because... If you have nothing, then you leave everyone in the grape area of conflict, right? You're going to argue about what it's going to be. So one other issue here that I don't want to leave this story without talking about um, is when you are dealing in a, you know, in a divorce where you have a high conflict parent and or someone who's struggling with mental illness. And, you know, Kanye, um, it has been reported, suffers from bipolar disorder um, and perhaps other, you know, issues, concomitant issues. uh, that adds a whole new layer to co-parenting. And so I will again say with a high conflict co-parent and or a co-parent who is struggling with mental health issues, it is really important to have a firm parenting plan in place. Absolutely so important. In addition to other aspects that just come into it, I do not in any way want to villainize people who are, and I'm going to put in quotes, high conflict um, or are suffering from a mental health disorder. That's that is, you know, something that many people cannot help. Um, it is something that they struggle with often their entire lives, um, and they are still the parents of these children. Um, there's, there's so, it's such a complicated issue, but I do want to say, um, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, our friend on Divorce and Beyond, the divorce doctor, has done several issues, uh, episodes with me in the archive about mental health and, and, you know, challenges. In fact, we have one on the end of Kim Ye, the end of Kim and Kanye, um, that talks about the very specific issues that people face when getting divorced with someone in the mix who is struggling with mental health issues. So please go listen to that. Episode um, or reach out to Dr. Cohen um, for you know more information on that. It's a, it's really quite a challenge, um, and and Kim and Kanye are not alone in that. This is is a especially during COVID um, where everyone is dealing with depression and anxiety. Uh, this is something that we need to be aware of. So there we go. That's the our headline roundup number one for cases where I think we've got. Some really good insights from what you're seeing in the news. So, If you see a headline out there in the next month that you'd like me to cover, just send it to me. Send me the story, send me a link. Um, You can send it to divorceandbeyondpod, P O D, at gmail.com. And if I talk about that case, I'll give you a shout out in the future. I love to um, acknowledge my listeners and support you all. And I would just ask guys hey, if you liked this episode, if you like the podcast, if you found it helpful, please take a moment. Give us five stars and, you know, let other listeners know what you like about the show in a written review. It is the number one way other people find the podcast so that it can help them as well and i'll see you all this coming monday i have a fantastic interview coming up with tracy malone she's a leading narcissist abuse expert and she's the author of the recently released divorcing your narcissist you can't make this shit up and trust me there are there's so much in that episode that's going to open your eyes and if you are divorcing a narcissist or dealing with high conflict that is an episode for you. So thanks everyone for tuning in and I'll see you on Monday. The Divorce and Beyond podcast is a production of SEG LLC and Susan Guthrie. We have new episodes coming out every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. And don't forget the Divorce and Beyond YouTube channel if you prefer video. Follow Susan and the podcast on Instagram at, at @SusanGuthrieEsq. and at Divorce and Beyond.